0: Praise the Lord! Thank you for Jesus. Yes, He was our overcomer. He, uh, without Him, we couldn't. Without Him, we would be, we wouldn't be. So praise God for that. You know, it's just an honor to be in this pulpit. It's an honor that our pastors can uh, be out, Amen. far, far away in Burgos, Spain, uh, planting seed, being being a a blessing to the, to the body and to the lost. We, we just we're just so thankful that we, that they have that opportunity to do that, and and I'm thankful to be with a bunch of people like this that we can come together and, and make things happen here still while they're away, and and you, you guys are all a blessing. Praise God for you. Um, anyway, I think I did my homework. I I spent a lot of time with the Lord, <laughs> you know, and. And he, he he told me this, and he pushed me. He pointed this out to me. And he not not audible, but he, he he directed me and guided me. And I, I kind of fought it sometimes, but then I'd go back. You know, but but we got to a we got to a conclusion. He won, he won, he always does. So to praise God for it. But my message tonight is called "Trial: a, a Path to Greater." So those two songs were pretty 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 appropriate, you know. Uh, and I believe Reverend Josh uh, stated we all have trial. None of us, us escape from it. So, I mean, same spirit. Praise God for it. But, yeah, um, this message is called a, a, path, a Trial, A Path to Greater. A Path to Greater. Um, a testimony is something we all have, and and I've just been led tonight that to bring mine back out. You know, we shouldn't ever forget our testimony. And know it won't be the long, in-depth, full of testimony, but I wanted to start a little bit that way uh, to get some things across. <coughs> but, anyway... It was probably seven years ago that I first walked into family church. My wife had been going for a year, praise God for her, because if it wasn't for her, I'd still be wandering around out there. I was stubborn. I wasn't very nice sometimes, but, but praise God for it. And uh, Though I was a little skeptical, the Word of God started to be welcoming to me. You know? and, I started, and, I, and I started to give in to it. I started to, want, to desire to understand it. And it, it, it all made a lot more sense to me than the world. Even though my, even though our flesh tends to be worldly, your spirit can still agree more with the word, yeah. even though your flesh wants to lead you other ways. But it, 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 it just started to sit really well with me, and, and I, and I, I desired more, and I wanted to know. You know, I started to put a, a value on the, on the truth, a value on the word, and, 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 uh, and our life started to change. You know, our lives, my, my wife and I's life changed drastically, actually. I would have you know, maybe some people wouldn't say, but from what I know where I was and from what I know where I am now and where it started to go as I was, uh, as I was moving into the church, it changed drastically. <coughs> um, but the funny thing is, is, is I, came out of a, 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 I came out of the world of trial and struggle and trouble and torment. And, but the, the interesting thing is the trial never went away. Yeah. But that's okay. That's okay. The trial didn't go away. As a matter of fact, the trials seemed to get worse. You know, you've been there? Yeah. You get hooked up? It's like you're getting excited. The Word is true. You know it's true. It bears witness with your spirit. And you're moving forward. And then all of a sudden it seems like everything's falling apart. Everything that you were going through, take me back there. It was better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now that it seems like the trials were getting worse. But in even period, it even appeared at times that we were losing ground. And things we gained from coming to church or from um, drawing closer to God, it feels like we lost them even. You know, so, but, you know, now this was all an illusion and some, some natural fact, natural truth was there, but, but of course what we know now was an illusion, but that's what it felt like. And we, I think we've all been there, we've all been there. You know, when we first came into the church, my wife, my wife started coming first because we were in a state of uh, what felt like to us complete disrepair, you know, (laughs) and, uh, and our daughter, one of our daughters was. You know, we think a lot of you know some of that story was in a bad place, depression, la di da da, and and pastors reached out to us and t- told my wife, you know, if you get in church, you can change, you can change things here at home more than you can if you stay at church. And she was obedient and violent and got into there, and you know, then later on through, you know, multiple <clears throat> struggles, struggles and trials with with our daughter and Hayden, of course, we all, I think most know the story. I know we got out of. Uh, we got out of mental institutions. We got off. We got off antidepressants. Four different medications that you'd be on the rest of your life were gone. You know, stopped cutting, stopped running away, stopped being violent. Um, came to church, loved it, fed on the word. You know, so things were looking great, and then she improved. You know, we did run into a little bit of a struggle with our other kids for a little bit because then they kind of thought we loved. Church more than we love them, <laughs> when in all actuality we love them more because we were going to church, and you know they were they were used to the natural. Our parents are around, you know, and we had a pretty good relationship with our kids before church. But that kind of went they went sour, and we're like, well, we're hooking up with the Lord, and, and why is this happening, you know? But you know, you got through it. We understood that they. Thought we placed our love somewhere else, which we did. Shh, don't tell them we did. We put it on God, and we always put it on. But the fact that we put our attention and our love on God made us love them more and right and right and rightly. So, you know, that was a little bit of a struggle. Then we get diagnosed with cancer. So, I'm like, what's going on? You know, and and we know we're being taught well this whole time, but trials—all of a sudden, trials coming—and it's like, wow. We get, and you know, we kind of laughed at that. 'Cause we had been taught enough at the time to know where our, our, our hope is and where, where to put our faith. So we you know we got through that five years cancer free. Amen. And um so you know, through this we're leaning more and more and more on God. Things are you know starting to get better, you know, we finally worked things through with the kids, they started to understand, and you know, Hayden was better and the cancer was gone and things were looking up and you know, then you get a kick in the teeth again. You know, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, our our relation. I want to touch on our relation. Our relationship got incredibly better. I think our relationship is the best it's ever been since we've been together, and it's only getting better. You know, and it's not perfect, but but if, if you can get to a place where your relationship is the best it's ever been after twenty six years, you know, you got somewhere. You know, so so and it's going to get better. You know, but but then a couple of years after the, a couple of years ago, uh, our daughter goes backwards. You know she goes, she she walks away from the church and you're thinking all things like what have I done? What did I do wrong? And yes, this sermon is on trial. <laughs> and I, I kind of wanted to touch on this because trial hits us all. And you know, I'm not saying this to make anybody feel bad for me because I know you all experience trial. Some may be worse than I've ever experienced, you know. I'm, I I don't doubt that. I mean, you know, so I'm just am just giving my story and and showing what God has done. But anyway, she's she's left the church a couple years ago and now she's not here now and everything that she did before came back and worse, you know, and and now we went like 2 years not even knowing where she was and where she was living or how to get a hold of her and we're in that boat. We're in that boat right now, you know. Then she of course had got pregnant and we have that a blessed little boy with us, praise God, because he wasn't. And she, there, there was no fit place for him to be other than us. But now we're back to that same place of not knowing where she's at. There's a lot of things that I can't even touch on that that are going on in her life because they're. I just can't go there right now, but. But it's not. It's not. It's not nice. It's not great. It's not beautiful. There's nothing wonderful about it. There's no God in it right now. He, he's uh, he, he's still a part of her life. She's saved. I, be, I honestly believe she's saved, and I honestly believe she knows the word is true. But he's not. She's not welcomed him there yet. But now we're back to where is she? Yeah. I don't, we don't know. We're, block, we're, we're, we're we have no contact with her now. The last con, the last conversation I had with her is was you no. Know, yeah, I think I can say. That. You know, I don't care for her, and, and I don't want to help her, and she hates me, and but that's okay. That's that's that's. I mean, that's all, all right. It's all okay. It's all okay. It's all okay. Just just telling you what you know how trial gets you. It comes, it comes on, and you know, and it and it, and it tries to it tries to throw your attention off. You know, but now our, and you know, if we move on, our other children who at one point thought we were not loving them anymore, they've got a greater appreciation for us than they ever had. My, my parents, our parents are so good. They tell us. You know, so so, just because we have one bad thing going on doesn't mean that it's the truth. Doesn't mean that it'll stay that way. Doesn't mean it's it's a permanent thing. But, but, that's trial. That's trial. It comes, and 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 that can you know that's just a little bit of our testimony. And you know, of course, i could say we've been faithful to Mabel. We're faithful to come here. We we're just still pursuing the Lord through all this. You know, and and so are you. I mean, so are you guys. I see your faces. That's that's what we got to do. Just not, we can't quit. You know, because because. There's no other option. But anyway, we should probably get into some Scripture, because we don't want to make this all about me. <laughs> so we're going to start in John 16.33. Praise, Praise the Lord. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. John 16.33. I know where it is. It's right. All right, John 16.33 is a good, a good place to start for this sermon. Uh, it says... These uh, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have oh no that's thirty two no that's thirty three May have peace in the world you have you will have tribulation but be of good cheer I have overcome the world in the world you will have tribulation so when I give my testimony I can't be surprised that's, just, that's, that's I mean I shouldn't I should have you know we should all expect that there's going to be some trouble and there's going to be some trouble in the world without God but with God you know you're probably going to get a little more trouble because. The enemy hates God. (laughs) The world hates God. Worldly people hate God. You know they. You know Jesus even said they they hated me. They're going to hate you. So I mean, and He's telling us you will have trial. The strongest the tribulation. The strongest concordance is tribulation is pressure, anguish, burdened, persecution, and trouble. Well, I think I've experienced all those, and I'm sure you have. Undoubtedly, yeah. Undoubtedly, all of us have have experienced such things. Um, Pressure and burdened. We could be pressured and burdened by responsibilities, expectations, financial situations, jobs. All those things can create natural pressure, natural burdens, you know, and they do so because we want to control them. We want them to be, you know, but those are natural things. Sickness, bad report at the doctor. Yeah, cancer, it's definitely a trial. It's definitely there for a reason. (laughs) And uh, physical ailments. People, family, friends, coworkers, even strangers cause pressure and burdens in your life, you know. You know, and and then there's persecutions and trouble. Persecutions are are dealt by those same same uh, dealt out to you by the same people. You're persecuted by people for what you believe or how you choose to live. You know, so in 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 the world you will have trial, you will have tribulation, and that's basically a a quick explanation of what those things are. You know, of course they they all apply to individual specific situations but that's what it is that's, that's wake up in the morning and go out to bed at night and that's what you know of course we don't live bound to that or you know controlled by that but Jesus wasn't offering an option here he was not giving a choice for a trouble free life he wasn't saying which of you want to have a trouble free life and which one do you want to have trial you know because there would have been none over here and everybody over here <laughs> So he wasn't given a choice the, the word said in this world you will means expect it Expect. I mean, don't 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 get excited. That don't act like you not act as though you want it. But yeah. but expect it. it's going to come. Jesus, yeah. d- Jesus was speaking to his disciples, but no one was exempt from this truth. No, not Jew, Gentile, or the church. Every living person in the world will be subject to tribulation, trial, and trouble. Um, let's go to uh, John 15, nine, 15, 19 next. Yeah, yeah. So so you can't hide under a rock. You can't run away from it. You can't. Be holy and good enough. You can't read the scripture enough. You can't pray enough that, that you're going to avoid trial. You're going to get it. Those are good things you should do to help you get through trial, definitely, because there are the answers. But you can't. You can't pray your way, way out of trial. You can't. You can't be holy that you won't have trial come upon you. It did never happened. But anyway, John 15:19. <laughs> if you were in the world and the world would love you, it, it, the world would love you. It, well, excuse me, if you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I choose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, his servant is not greater than his master. If he persecuted me, they will also persecute you. But he said, we are, what did he say? He said, he said but we are not, in, we are not of the world. But we were not of the world because he chose us out of the world. Yet because you were not of the world, but I chose you out of the world. We see as believers in Christ, we have been chosen out of this world. Jesus chose to get us out of the world. But yet, we are in the world. Yeah. It says, I wrote wrote down here, God chose us to be different from the world to make a difference in the world. So we're in the world, but he chose us out of that type of lifestyle to to influence that type of lifestyle his way. So that's pretty awesome, you know, so... That again says you're not gonna escape it. <laughs> you're not gonna. You're not. He, he says you're you're not of the world. I chose you out of it, but you're, we, we know we're still physically in it because that's where we are. This is where we reside. Yes. Um, we know in Matthew five thirteen and fourteen, Jesus tells us, Believer, believers, we are the salt and the earth to the world. And that goes to, along with that. He has chose us out of the. He was chose us out of the world. To, he chose us. He chose us to be different from the world, to make a difference in the world. That's, those verses support that, that we're the salt. You know, we know salt, salt enhances things, makes things better. Light, uh, shed light makes the darkness scatter. Pastor Jeff's uh, illustration on the fireflies is, was an awesome one. Just that little bit of light, but as soon as that light comes up, the darkness. there's no darkness in that little speck. And it's interesting, because I was watching a nature show the other day, and there, I don't know, there's like, I don't know how many species of fireflies there are, but I thought there was only one. But there's this one somewhere, and it's called something blue, and it actually lights up for a minute. So it stays lit for a minute, and you get and they showed so it almost like it's almost like a full moon just from bugs. So that was interesting too. That's 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 scaring off the darkness for a little bit longer than than the normal firefly. But yeah, there's many species. It was interesting. But yeah, but as you know, we can, as you all can see, we are in the world. I think, I think of water with this first. We are humans, we are typically land dwelling. Unlike fish, sharks, whales, we, we reside on land. That's where we, we're of the land. We're not of the sea. Um, we are not of the sea. We can venture out into this for leisure, sport, or work, but even though we are not of the sea, we are subject to it. We're subject to it. If we, if we go out there, we're at the it's it's will and mercy of the sea waves. I say wave, waves here. We can feel them, and depending on their strength, how much we are moved by them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can be out on a boat on a nice day with a little bit of waves. and It's fine. You're just helping them out. You can be out there on a storm, and the waves are atrocious. You can even be out there on a calm day, and a jet ski or another boat goes whizzing by, and all of a sudden you're on, you're grasping for your iced tea and you're grabbing your fishing gear and yeah so you're subject to the sea even though we don't we're not of the sea we're subject to it trials and trials are like waves trials and trouble can be more intense sometimes than others you know you can have a little stub your toe you know some slight irritations some are like they're going to take you out some trials they're like a buzzing bee buzzing mosquito you you know this some trials are like i'm gonna die you you honestly think you're gonna die (laughs) I won't I won't I won't be wrong when, when you don't know where your child is, sometimes you don't know if you're gonna make it. But you know, you know, you know, you know you're gonna make it. know why? Because God knows where she's at. He can see her. He can see her. Please God. And, and anything that you guys are involved in that's been s- severe, you know, God knows. He knows, the, he knows the beginning from the end. He knows your pain, but he knows the greater on the other side. Praise God for that. Then I also got, and when you've been traveling to the sea, you've got dangerous currents, like rip currents and rip ties and undertows. And they're all specific things, you know, you may know some of them, but anyway, they're, they're ties, all of which may not be easily t- detectable, may well take you by surprise. You know, of course, an easy one under undertow, is when you got your wave coming in, it's rolling in and water is going out underneath it. Generally, it'll pull you. You can you can generally get yourself out of it because it's a short-lived t- uh, current. But a young child or a, uh, like a toddler or something, they would be swept down. You know, but that's you don't even know it's there unless you're wise to it. But you're subject to it out there if you venture into the sea. You're subject to those those tides. Um, trial feels like that. It hits out of nowhere sometimes too, huh? Just to having a great day, having a wonderful time. Um, we went down to the emergency room that night and you know, a little pain, couldn't breathe. Two hours later, you have cancer. Whoa, okay. I mean we, we didn't expect that, you know, but just to use that for an illustration, sometimes it just happens and you just don't even know it just comes out of nowhere and, and you don't know what's there. Um, uh, sudden illness physical attacks in the body that just come on, you know. They're like dangerous currents that you, don't, that you can't see. They just lack sudden or unexpected financial pressure, unplanned bills, et cetera, you know. We've all had those where we thought we had everything buttoned up, battened down, I's dotted, T's crossed, payments in the mail, and all of a sudden, there's more bills. It's like, well, there it is. It's that tide that was high, that current that was hiding under the, you know. That's, uh, that's another change, but we know we're subject to that. Um, I'd um, I'd like to turn to First Corinthians ten thirteen, a couple of scriptures on uh, currents and dangerous currents and waves that, you know, how to uh, kind of illustrate a little better. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. let see. First Corinthians ten thirteen. You know what Pastor Jeff says where First Corinthians comes, right before Second Corinthians. <laughs> um, 10, 13. 1 10, Corinthians 13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man, but God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond that you are able, but with this temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So when we're in the sea and even with the currents there's if you're in the sea there's certain things like if you're it's real bad and you and you actually did capsize you'd have a boat or you'd have a rescue crew there'd be a way out if you're in a current a lot of times there's instructions if you get caught in a riptide swim sideways or swim up or or do you know they they tell you or, or relax and float because these ties are, are tough but eventually they, they just pan out. You know, so that that, that kind of illustrates even in the in the worst of our trials, he always has a way out and he doesn't and there's no trial that he will allow to come upon us that that we can't handle. Of course we know he doesn't bring the trial. He allows trials. And sometimes he would rather us not go through the trial but we, we bring that one on ourselves but but he will allow some trials if we can't if we can't figure things out yeah, just so that we can work it out. I also want to uh, go over to 1 Peter 5:10. 1 Peter 5:10. I get these verses written down and then I forget what they're all about. So I get, kind of get a surprise when I get there again. I get the I get it's like opening up a gift. What did, what did I put that down for? 5 8 10. And 1 Peter 5 8 10 reads, and there are three that, no, that's not what I want to do. I do five. Oh, I mean, I know why, because I'm in 1 John. <laughs> John is not Peter. Okay, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Yeah. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. That you're not the only one. It came up on you like a surprise, and it's going to take you out, But guess what? You ain't the only one. You know what? Somebody's got through it. Yeah. You're going through it now, and somebody already went through it. And it's so, you're, somebody already went through it, you're going through it now, someone else is going to go through it. So it's not—it's not, it's no surprise, yeah. uh, no surprise. It might come on you like a surprise, but it's—it's it's not a surprise. It's been done. Yes. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Also, when we venture out in the sea, we have dangerous sea life. There's a lot of creatures in the sea that can cause your day to go from great to very bad in just seconds. You know. There's—I mean, there's there's hundreds of them, hundreds of them. Box jellyfish. Many may not know about those. Blue ring octopus. Those are some of the just it's it's now or never. You're gonna get to where you got to get to or You may not get there ever. You know, but yeah. But there's dangerous creatures out. Likewise, in the world, not every person is a joy to be around. And many of them try to ruin your damn purpose. Many people, many people are out there, and their actions are intentional to 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 cause you struggle. You know, and you know, and I want to go to Ephesians 6:10 through 12 in reference to dangerous sea life or those people I'll give them cuz I'll have to give the people a little bit of credit you know I know the people are doing it but we know a little bit better than that too so ephesians 6:10 through 12 they're just yielding that's what they're doing they're yielding um Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, spiritual hosts of wickedness, and heavenly places. So we know that those people are yielding. Yeah. It's not those people. I think. I, do you have that? Can you get that in the Amplified? For some reason I have. And, and then in the Amplified... Must be it illustrates something better, yeah. But yeah, there's people that like I, like I say, like I say, there's people out there that want to ruin your day on purpose. They don't really want to ruin your day on purpose. They're yielding to spirits that that cause that. If you can if you can't, that's fine. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord, empowered through your union with Him. Draw your strength from Him, that strength which His boundless might provides put on God's whole armor and armor of heavy armed soldier, which God supplied that you may be able to successfully to stand up against all the strategies and deceits of the devil. For we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the depotisms and against the powers, against the master spirits who are in the world, rulers of these present darkness against the spirit forces of wickedness. So yeah, it might be coming through people, but we're dealing with other stuff too. We're dealing with spiritual beings that are over areas and and over people and you know so but that's dangerous sea life that causes trial who <laughs> matter whether it's a person or it's a, it's a spiritual beings being presence and influencing them or a demonic presence it's still it's still trial it's still coming it's still dangerous you're still subject to it if you get in the sea if you're in the world praise God <laughs> now as we look back at the original the original scripture that we started with, John sixteen thirty three, we see that the trial is in this world and is after something. Yeah. It's after something. The trial, the trouble in the world comes to wreck your attitude, ruin your conduct. It says, let's go back there quick. Can we pull up? Okay. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. You will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. So this tribulation is coming for your attitude. Like I said, it's coming to wreck your attitude. It's coming to ruin your, your conduct. It's coming, to, it's coming to mess you up. Because we know we will have trial. So we can't get away from that. But that, because we will have trial, the tri- that trial wants us to have a bad attitude. It wants us to have a bad conduct. And when you have bad attitude and bad conduct, you're not salt. You're like you're more like cayenne pepper in the eyeball. You know, you're not you're not you're not salt on the food that tastes good. Even salt in the eyeball is pretty pretty bad, but uh, we're not light. You're you're a squash firebug, you know. You ain't you ain't you ain't doing nothing, yeah. But it's coming for something, it's coming for your 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 conduct, it's coming for your cheer, it's coming for your attitude. Yeah. Um uh we know in Philippians four, eleven through thirteen, Paul writes, um here that he has learned to be content regardless of what state he is in no matter what trial or trouble is upon or if he is in a season of fullness or plenty his conduct contentment comes only from knowledge of that it is through Christ that he can do all things and it is Christ who strengthens him no matter what no matter he doesn't he, he he's learned to be content when he's full content when he's empty <clears throat> the trial the trouble none of it none of it you know he feels it I'm sure. I'm sure. Paul. He's been ship. he been shipwrecked several times. So he knows what it's like to be subject to the sea. He knows what it's like to be subject to the Romans. He knows what it's like to be subject to, to, to trial and tribulation. He knows. Yeah, yeah. I believe wholeheartedly that Paul is making it clear that discontentment and wrong conduct or attitude can occur in times of trial and lack, and in times of full and plenty. That being full and plenty may not be a trial, but it can mess with your conduct. Sure. If you're not content. In any situation, contentment is a stability. Yeah, yeah. You know, you mean, so so you can have wrong conduct even with all the supply that you need at the moment, or when the ugly head of trial has has left you for a minute, you can still have wrong conduct. But that's another sermon, actually. There, I guess <laughs> contentment in in any situation is is a, is a something to preach on on its own. I guess, yeah. praise God. Um, in Romans two four. I'm gonna go there. It just says that it is the goodness of God that brings men to repentance. So, if the trial comes for your cheer, and comes for your attitude, and comes for your conduct, you know, there's no goodness coming off of you. And I want to go back to what I was saying before. If you have plenty, you have more than you. You have more than enough. You have everything you need. You've needed nothing. And uh, there's no goodness on you. There's no God on you. So, yeah, that is the goodness of God that brings men to repentance. The good, that, that verse is, is strictly, of course, it's, it's, it's goodness comes from our knowledge of Christ, what he did for us, our amazing God. But if we don't have goodness on us, uh, our conduct is wrong. It's, it's bad. It is God's goodness on believers that brings men to repentance, his ability, grace, peace, joy, his love that brings men to repentance to desire his goodness. they got to see his goodness to want it. Oh yeah, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I go to church all the time. You know, I, I read my Bible sometimes, and <laughs> I hang out with Christians, and and I go to church. And I go to church a lot, but then I'm not nice to people. Yeah. They don't want that. They're, they're like, "Where's the goodness?" Yeah. You know, yeah. you know that, that's it. That's it. There's you no know, goodness. Goodness has got to be there. Yeah. Don't have to be perfect to be. You don't have to be perfect. Perfect to, to wear God's goodness. You just have to. You just have to know. You just have to know Jesus. You have to know God. You just have to know, and live your life for Him. Yeah. This all this, of course, does not mean that if you're going through something, uh, that you pretend it's not happening. You know, of course, I don't want to go preach a lopsided idea that you know. And a pastor, of course, has they our pastors have touched on the same thing. You know, you're going through something. There's there's people to talk to. There's a uh, fellow brethren. There are your pastors. You know, <clears throat> the trial is a, a bugger, but. And we, and we don't want it to take our cheer, but when it does, when it, when it does get a hold of you a little bit, you, won't, you know, you don't want to just pretend it's not happening. You don't want to crawl up in a hole and think you got it because you don't got it. You don't have it. You know, you want to you you get with somebody who can, who can point you in the right direction, who can build you up, who can and help edify you, help get you back on the right, right track. Pastor Jeff said in a sermon back in May, it is not faith to faith to ignore the truth. You cannot stand in faith in the Word and His power if you ignore natural truth impacts, facts, stuff that's going on in your life. Yeah. Like If you're ignoring that you're really in tr- having some trouble on you and you're just trying to pretend it's not there, then how can you really have any faith and trust in the power of the Word and, and God to take care of that problem if you're acting like it's, that's nothing. That's nothing. I can take care of you, First, you've got to recognize there's an issue. There's a trial. There's something coming to get you. And then once you recognize it, then you can get the word on it. Then you can talk to your pastors on it. Then you can talk to a, a fellow brother on it. You know, of course, the right counsel. Don't talk to the wrong person. Don't talk to an unsaved family member. <laughs> don't talk to a coworker. Don't, you know, nothing. You know, we love our families and we hope to wish the best for our co-workers, But don't get counsel for them when you're going through a trial. Which, if it's not brought on by yourself, it's probably probably of spiritual nature. You know, <laughs> so they ain't gonna fix it because they don't know. They don't. They don't have the knowledge. <laughs> The fact that we see it the fact that we see it allows us to stand in faith believing the one who has overcome the world and stay in good cheer. Conduct conduct that displays his goodness. Yeah, the fact that we see the trial and recognize it is, is what gives us the ability to know how to stand with the one who has overcome it. You know? He says I've overcome the world and and, and it's tribulations. Well if you deny, if you deny that there is any tribulation, you don't need him. You need him. You need him for other things, but you need him for, you need him for trial. <laughs> he says he's overcome it. Acting right, being salt and light when trial is... Well, that kind of rhyme? <laughs> Acting right, being salt and light when trial is wreaking havoc in your life is not always easy. When you are like, when you are like, Lord, is this even possible? Well, God gave us a Bible because he knew we would need answers. Right. You know, we get to a point where we get to a point where it's like, I don't even know if I can, if I can behave right in this trial. I don't even know if I can compose myself, you know. <clears throat> you know, I when I, I knew when I, I knew I was kind of led to give some of my testimony here and I thought to myself, I don't know, am I going to be able to hold myself together? Well, if I didn't, I didn't, but but that's kind of like what it is, you know, I don't know. But anyway, that's why He gave us the Bible, because we need answers. Um, Psalm 46.1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Of course, God is omnipresent. He's always around us. He's always with us. He's always always present. He he, he never leaves us or forsakes us. We can push Him away, or we can distance ourselves from Him, but He's always there, because we can bring Him right back, quick, with a repentant heart, crying out to Him. Um, of course, He's always omnipresent and can work in our lives outside natural boundaries. But His, his Word is no less a present help. Amen. It's ever-present. If you have this, it's, it, you have ever-present help in your hands. You know, we just got to pick it up and use it. Pick it up and use it. <coughs> Praise God. Understanding what Christ... Okay, oh, I've got to go to the verse first. Okay. Um, yeah, Second Corinthians... Uh, 4, or five, fourteen and 15 in the Amplified, I would like to, but yeah. Perfect, yes. And that says, For the love of Christ controls and urges and impels us, because we are of the opinion and, and conviction that one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, so that all those who live might live no longer to and for themselves, but to and for him who died and was raised again for their sake. It's the love of God. Understanding what Christ did, His love compels us. That's where our conduct lives in His love, or should live. When it's not living, in, when it's not, when our conduct is not right, it's not in God's love. It's his Christ love. His Christ love compels us, and of course, we want other people to know this knowledge. You know, we don't want to be the only ones that know that He died for us, so that we don't have to. You know, and it's His love that compels us. So, if we can keep that in our mind all the time, that and can you imagine Christ's love? We we can talk about Christ's love. We can talk about God's love. Even go, you can even you know, the, even that scripture where we think we love our children, but our our children, our love is evil compared to His. You know, if His love is compelling us, then we're being compelled by a love that's greater than we can even sum up on our own. So praise God for that, and then if that doesn't affect our conduct, I don't know what will. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I know I have to. I know I'm. I'm so thankful that He brought this up because I'm not necessarily the easiest person to just walk around and be loving all the time. You know, my personality doesn't say love all the time. But when I, you know, reading this scripture is like, yeah, I'm not controlled by my own version of love. My own version of love, don't cut it. You know, our own version of love is selective. We have selective love. And sometimes that even changes. <laughs> you know, so, you know, but anyway, yeah, we're understanding that Christ did for us. His love compels us. And I like what the Amplified says. It says controls us. Yeah. You know, like, almost like if we just submit to him, he, I mean, like, not like we're puppets to him, but it, he would almost make us, he almost controls us to do as long as we stay submitted to, to his way. You know? Of course, it's submission. It's not control, but if you read it the other way. Praise God. Oh, is anybody getting anything here? Is it good? good? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, Now I want to go to Romans 5, 1 through 5. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Trial is a coward. You know, trial. You know, I don't even think trial. I don't even think that the enemy or the origin of trial. You know, we bring it on ourselves, but I think the rest of trial is... Because we need it, maybe, or the enemy. I, I don't even think the trial is to is to even, you know it'll rob from us. But I think the the number one priority of it is to make us undesirable to other people, so that the kingdom never grows. Wow, right. You know, it's, I mean, we I mean we have or we don't have. We can still be happy. Yeah. You know, if, if the trial could look at like like if you go to Job, I don't know. Thank you, Lord, for bringing this up. You go to Job; he had everything taken from him, but his conduct was still right. So even if he had nothing would but if he had if he had everything with bad conduct, nobody would it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a, a light to anybody, you know. So I think I mean, primarily I think trial is, is meant to take our to rob our cheer to rob our cheer, take our conduct conduct. I always I was saying to somebody, I think maybe I was talking to my wife. But the the Christian walk it's more than just this, because I've got a small mind, but I must have felt like I had a great idea one day. But it's faith and faith and conduct. Faith and conduct. You're faith you stay faithful and you keep your conduct right. And by the same you're gonna be a good example to others. Not a perfect one. But faith and conduct. Um where were we? Romans five, one through five. Praise God. Um, therefore, having been justified. <coughs> By faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access to faith and to his grace, in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance um, and perseverance character and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. We're compelled. We're compelled by His love. His love controls us. Romans tells us um, in trial. These uh, again, that if we get a hold of what we've gotten by faith through Christ, acquittal of sins by faith through Christ, we're justified of our sins, and we're and we're acceptable in the eyes of God. Um, peace. We have peace with God. Yeah. Access to his grace. And, if, and again, if that's not enough, we can glory in tribulation for what is produced. Tribulation produces good things. That's what this is saying. And of course, you know that. But it, it, it produces a better you. Yeah. And perseverance, character, hope. And now hope. When God's love is poured out in our hearts, trial can't matter much. It can't matter much. Hope, what is hope? Hope is the promises the hope of the promises that He's uh, given to us, you know, through the Spirit. With God's love, people do not matter, though, though His, with God's love, people do matter, though, and His goodness will shine through the trouble. Glory. Yes. You know, with His love shed abroad in our heart, uh, people will matter more than our struggle. Yeah. You know, and, and that's something that I think my wife and I have come to recently, the struggles that we go through, and and I'm not blowing them up again. I know they're, they're minor, and I don't want anybody feeling bad, but, what they're doing is they're they're really giving us a heart for people Amen. other people people going through the same thing people not even going through that but just people going through any trial you know it's the love that's been shed abroad in our heart by by, by Christ that you know so when you have his love in when his love is compelling you and his love is shed abroad in you trial is less important than other people yeah. and then you're in 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 returns into that your conduct is proper by His direction, praise God for it. I just think it's awesome that His Word is so good, and if we get into it and we work it out and we put things together, it'll just show us step by step how it's supposed to work. It doesn't mean we won't try and get off the tracks, you know. But it means if we stay on the tracks and do it this way, and we under get understanding and knowledge, knowledge of His Word is everything. You know that we we'll, that we'll get through this stuff. Praise the God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Um. Let's see. I believe our pastors have put it this way before. Make it your aim to learn from your life or allow your life to teach you something. Well, what your life is in this world and in this world is trial. So right there if you want a trial comes your way, yeah, we don't want it. We don't want lack. We don't want financial issues. We don't want sickness in our body. We don't want wayward children. We don't want anything. It's trial. But if if it's in this world and your life is in this world, your natural life. You Learn from it. Yeah. Learn from it. That's in the, I, I highlighted those in, this, in, the, in my notes during those sermons. But yeah, make, make it your aim to learn from your life. You may go through a trial, but if you learn enough from it, a similar trial, it's, it's almost like antibodies yeah. to a certain disease. You'll have antibodies build up to that trial. Be like, huh, I was through something like this before. Yeah. and I'm kinda, I'm kind of privy to what's going on here. Yeah, learn from it. We're we're intelligent beings. God made us that way. He didn't make us stupid. We make we make us stupid. He didn't make us stupid. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God, I got this. I wrote this down. God will always teach us something in trial because He knows on the other side there is someone who will need it as well. You know, He. I mean, a good father would not deny us knowledge through a, a problem that he said is going to exist. Okay, I'm going to make you, I'm going to to tell you that trial will be here, but I'm going to refuse to teach you anything in it. No, that's not our God. He'll teach you something because somebody else will need it. Something that you've gone through, something Melissa's gone through, something Jess's gone through, or Alice and Mark. Somebody later on will be talking to be like, yeah, I went through that. What would you do? I did this and stood in faith here, and I I looked up this scripture, and I talked to this person, and... And, you know, and then there's even natural things that you might like, like say it's a financial, I did this. And there's even natural things that you could be led to do by the Spirit and that may work for other people. It may not because we could all be led. But, you know, it's all a help. It's all a help to somebody. Praise the Lord. There's no new trial or trouble, but there is a need for another testimony. Testimonies are essential. I know the uh, past, I think it was... Pastor maybe name brought up just recently, the madman of Gadera. You know, he wanted to he got saved from all those you know, all that yeah, all that bondage and he was possessed. And of course he wanted to go with Jesus and said, No, go tell the people. His testimony was needed. It was needed in that area. You know, so and and everything he was going through wasn't new. There's no new trial of the day. There's no new trouble. There's no new sea creature. Coming to coming to get you. There's no there's no attitude that somebody can give you at work in a store that hasn't been given to somebody else. There's no disease that hasn't. They might claim they find some new diseases, but it's not new. They do, they just finally discovered that it's probably there. You know, I that's my opinion. Don't don't take that as. But it's not new. Um, Jesus Himself experienced trials. Let's go to Hebrews twelve two. I got time right now. Hebrews twelve two. Praise the Lord. Uh, where are we at here? I might hop for the screen. Okay. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus. Praise the Lord. Um, he had his breakout moment in the in the Garden of Gethsemane. He, you know, you know you're going to the cross, you're going to be crucified, you're going to, be, you're going to have a freak out moment. He had his freak out moment. But, uh, but nonetheless, it was God's will he desired. When we are in God's will, there is joy on the other side. Yes. And, there, and Jesus knew there's joy on the other side of the trial. There's joy on the other side of us severe beating. There's joy on the other side of a, of a, of a physical ailment. There's joy on the side, other side of a, a financial issue. For the joy that was set before him, you know, um, he, he, despi- he, he endured the cross, despising the shame, because he, he, uh, he, seen, he knew there was going to be joy on the other side. Charges, when charges were brought up against him before his crucifixion, he said nothing against his accusers. Nothing. If we, if we go back to uh, uh, 1633, John, be of good cheer. That was, he may not have been jumping for joy, but he certainly had proper conduct in the face of trial. He, he said nothing against them because he knew the joy on the other side of the trial. Praise God. His, his conduct was controlled by the joy set before him, fixed on what the trial would produce for us. Amen. amen. He had us, us in mind. Us in mind. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, got one last scripture here. I think if we go to 1 John 2.6. John 2.6 First John 2.6 Praise the Lord. And that reads he, he who says he abides in him ought himself to also walk just as he walks. So well, I skipped something, actually. Yeah, let's, let's take here. We'll stick, keep that up there for now. But says, the Bible says we go from glory to glory. There's a greater glory than what was ahead of the trial. It's just more that I wanted to say about, you know, Jesus' conduct. But then we get to here. He who says he abides in him ought to also walk just as he did. He's the one that overcame. Yes. He said there will be tribulation, there will be trial in this world, be of good cheer because I have overcame it. Why not walk like the overcomer? Yeah. We didn't overcome it, but we certainly can mimic his, We can mimic what he does. Why wouldn't we mimic what he does? Mimicking what he does is going to get the same, the same result of that trial. We're not going to overcome the world, but we're certainly going to overcome that trial. You know, praise God for that. You know, and uh, I hope we got something here tonight. I hope I hope it was good. Uh, uh, I mean, I preached myself happy, and I know I know this message for me, <laughs> and and I believe it. I believe it was for other people. I definitely know it was for me. But but if we just we just understand what our life is on this, on this earth, and on this, that it's not the trial, it's the joy that the Lord has set before us. It's the plan, it's the will, the purpose that he has for us. It's the plan, the will, the purpose that he has for others through us. Yeah. That's even more important. You know, I believe, honestly, he has a plan and will and purpose for us, but I believe what it produces for others is the major part, because we're vessels, we're tools. Yeah. The, the Lord always takes care of, the, you, I mean, you always take care of your tools, yeah. but your tool does something that, to something else. You know, we're his tools. He's going to take care of us. He's going to provide for us. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to be a good, good workman if we're his tools. But what his tools accomplish for him is going to glorify him. It's his glory.